My name's Tom and welcome to my race chinwag. For every single Formula One race this year, pre and post race, we'll be talking all about it live on YouTube, but this is the audio only version just for your nice, cute little ears. Give us a like, five star, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening, and let's crack on. And we are live. 76% of you are wrong. I am not late. I'm not like, well, I kind of am, aren't I? I'm kind of a whole day late, but 6pm UK time, we are live. Welcome to the stream, everyone. Thank you for joining me. Yes, typically this stream is on Thursday. We're doing it on Friday. We've already had FP1 and 2 for the 2023 Japanese Grand Prix. So we're we're kind of cheating a bit with our predictions because we already have a little bit to go on. Um, but I was away this week. Um, I got back this afternoon. So um, there we go. We're still going. We, we, don't worry. We're not missing a stream, all right? Even if we can cheat. Okay, it's, it's fine. It's fine, everyone. Hello, Mahad. Unchained, Will, Ben, Alita, <laughs> Santosh, Vincent, Kaya, An Anish, Jordi, Uzair, Algiz. First time watching Uzair. Love that. Um, I always see you in the comments. I recognize some. If, you've, if, you, if you consistently comment and you have a profile picture that stands out like Uzair's does with a purple, bright, bright pink purple, I'm going to notice. Um, I appreciate it. Also, you know, this is 6 p.m. UK time. So I'm sure many of you, because typically I do these streams at about midday on a Thursday. So I'm sure there might be, there's probably a few of you out there who don't typically catch these streams. So if this is the first time, welcome. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming to the live raw impact effect. Okay. Um, and welcome to obviously everyone watching after the fact on YouTube and everyone listening audio only on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you choose to uh, take in your your favorite audio things right okay um also you might have noticed if we go back to the main screen and i mean that that intro sequence is so sick i'm just gonna let it run again we've got a different thumbnail style okay um look at that face right face on there apparently that works on the algorithm and then a bit of graphics and maybe frame it more as predictions nothing's going to change but well actually no 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 that's a lie that is a lie things will change with the stream, but positive things. I'm gonna add more, I wanna build it out a bit more. I wanna make it a bit more interesting. I wanna add some sound effects and all that. I've got a uh, stream deck somewhere that I've still not set up. So there's lots I wanna do um, to make these streams bigger and better. I wanna experiment towards the end of this year, um, try a few f different things out and then hit the ground running for 2024. So there you go. Um, Ola, if you had an intro, that decent, you would mention it all the time. Come on now. Um, but yes, anyway, right. Japanese Grand Prix, round 17? Yes, 17, well done, graphic. Um, of the 2023 Formula One season. And as we've seen from FP1, from FP2, we don't typically get to this kind of insight, but it seems to be that we are back to business as usual. Now, um, understandably, a lot of people, you know, you see Max and Checo's sudden fall off in Singapore with aligning with a new technical directive, and you're like, well, that, see, that must be it, surely. Obviously, if you scratch a bit deeper and understand the nuances of why the rebels were struggling in Singapore, it wasn't to do with the TD and the fact that in FP1, Max dunked six tenths on the next quickest car, which I believe was Carlos Sainz. Um, was it Carlos Sainz in FP1? Yes. Uh, yeah, it was. And it was Charles Leclerc in FP2 um, by a few tenths. So 
Yeah, it's uh, it's looking pretty ominous. This track suits the Rebel. Da- now, again, you could say any track suits the Rebel, right? They're good everywhere. They're good in slow, medium, and ISB corners. But this place in particular really accentuates their strengths and highlights everyone else's weaknesses. Um, there was a good video from the race actually breaking down and where people were gaining and losing time. I mean, Max was dunking like six tenths on Leclerc and Russell just through sector one um, in FP1. So there you go. And look, the thing is, you look at the gaps in practice one. I mean, Max to Checo was over a second, well over a second. And in FP2, Max to Checo was over a second, just over a second. 1.4 in FP1, 1 in FP2, which again goes to show that it's not just that Red Bull car. Sergio is a very capable driver, yet he's not able to extract the level of performances that Max is able to extract out of this car. And it does make you think, doesn't it? It does make you think over the years, how many cars have been, how many cars have had drivers in that weren't able to extract the potential from those cars, you know? But then I guess that's the reason it's, the reason the Red Bull is set up the way it is is because they know that Max Verstappen can extract the performance out of it, you know? So, yeah, if it was two Checos in that seat, that car would be developing in a different way because the best way to, to get the best out of Checo, you develop a car differently to get the best out of Lando or Charles or Carlos or whatever. We're kind of seeing that with um, with Carlos and che- um, Carlos and Charles at the minute, aren't we? Where this seems to be from what I'm reading from people, you know, more educated than me on, on the car setup and, and everything going on behind the scenes at Ferrari, this car does seem to be moving towards a bit more of a Carlos, more in favor of Carlos, a bit less twitching on the nose potentially, but, but there you go. Get me, you know what? I would get Minton, but he is asleep. Him, him and his mother are having a nap. I went, I went in to check before, before I started the stream. And uh, they were both sound over in bed, so I'm going to leave them to it. It's been a busy day, but, um, but there you go. And uh, but yeah, back in Suzuka, back in right up there. I've got to be right at the sharp end of of my list of tracks I would love to visit. The vibe seems pretty immaculate um, there. Always does. And I'd, wow, Gavin, savage. Um, yeah, so look, I, I'm I'm excited for it. Last year, last year was a bit techie, wasn't it? It was a bit mad. Max did win the championship eventually after Johnny Herbert basically told him when he was like, oh, because it was ridiculous, wasn't it? It was still, what what was the thing? It was because we got a shorter race because of all the rain delays. But then was it, I can't remember, was it maximum points were given or it was half points that were given? I can't actually remember, but... Either way, it was the opposite of the what would make sense. So everyone thought he he hadn't won it yet, but then he had won it, and and yeah, then it was a bit, yeah, yeah. (coughs) Goodness me, Um, there were four points. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Four points, maximum points for Max Verstappen um, were given, and rather than proportionally for the amount of distance and race that was covered and yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a 
absolute because no one well no one knew that's the thing right it's all well and good being like oh you didn't read the rules like everyone all of the media outlets everyone was talking about it as if max hadn't won it and then the fia were like oh actually by the way um he has he's won it i mean it was it was a foregone conclusion by then anyway so it didn't really matter to be honest but what a race as well that was a crazy race so you had yeah obviously you had big red flag at the start um race started very wet conditions in incredible overtake from Max Verstappen on the rat. I mean, Charles was alongside him. Max got him around the outside of turn one, two. Unreal move, given the conditions. Unreal move. Um, Seb fell to the back, which ended up working well for him, eventually. Um, but then you had, you had Joe spin, you had Carlos Sainz spin, Gasly almost wiped him out, which would have been a really nasty accident if that had happened. Gasly caught a load of advertising board instead. Um, this was the race where there was the whole um, Gasly almost hit the, the, not cherry picker, whatever it's called. I always call it cherry picker. No, it's not a cherry picker. The machine that picks the cars up. Um, yeah, the tr tractor. It's tractor. Tractor is the easy way of calling it. Um, and yeah, there was a lot going on. Um, Alex had, uh, his car broke down, didn't it, towards the start. And then, yeah, the race restarted and then a lot of people pitted off of the full wets to the Inters early and that ended up benefiting them. You had Ocon defending like a lion against Lewis Hamilton. When he's not racing his teammates, Ocon, will to will, is exceptional. But he, he, he's, he, he treats his teammates like they're opposition and he fights them too hard. Um, 60 second turn penalty for Ocon. Alex, Alex, thank you for the 199, but Ocon will not be thanking you for that penalty. But you know, it's always, it's always Ocon, so he deserves it, doesn't he? And yeah, Latifi got in the points as well, didn't he? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, and then you had Fernando and Sebastian on the line. Um, thousands of a second separated them, some pretty iconic imagery um came out after that from from them too so yeah it offered a lot last year the race look from what we've seen in fp1 and 2 you know mercedes is kind of struggling to get on top of the car but they probably will get there ferrari mclaren look kind of second third quickest you can never write off fernando alonso if aston martin can find a bit of performance and um yeah no it's it's there's a lot to fight for outside of the top top one because again like looking at the pace like Checo does not seem checked in on this track and Suzuka is such a you know it, it's it's that first sector it's, it's the S's where that Red Bull just comes alive in the hands of Max anyway and yeah look I'm 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 looking forward to seeing how things pan out because I think this is going to be a very difficult one to call outside of Max Verstappen winning which I think is going to be an inevitability. Unless, you know, they're human beings at Rebel Racing. Um, unless a mistake's made. He's not made many this year, if any at all, really, of, of any real consequence. But he is but a Dutch human. So, you know, it happens to the best of us. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. We will see what happens. So let's have a little reflection on how the driver standings are after 15 of 22 race weekends. We can see that Liam Lawson is on two points. Up the Liam. Um, 
Story-wise here, I mean, I think Hamilton's probably safe till the end of the year. Again, he's been struggling with this car um, on day one. He was outside the top 10, both um, practice sessions. You've got to expect Lando's going to pick up some good points here. Yeah, Lando finishing ahead of George is very on. You know, George has had some high-profile you know, errors on his part and a bit of bad luck as well. Um, on George Russell's side, and it's, it means he's what he's seventy-one points behind Lewis, man. That's crazy. That is crazy. Um, oh yeah, that's a good point actually. Um, there's been some unreal helmets being uh, being showcased this weekend. Um, maybe we'll go through the helmets at the end. Uh, have a little look through because um, there's been some absolute bangers, absolute bangers. Piastri. Is only five points behind Stroll, which is mad. How's Piastri five points behind Stroll? Um, so that could easily change this weekend if Stroll has another stinker, which I wouldn't put past him, to be honest. Uh, Constructor standing Red Bull can wrap this up this weekend. No driver's title yet for Max, but Constructors can be wrapped up this weekend by Red Bull Racing. They need, I think it's like Ferrari... They need to get maximum point. If they get maximum points, oh, do I trust Checo to get up there in the points? Realistically, I don't think it's going to happen this weekend. I don't. I don't see Checo getting enough points to get it done, and then Mercedes and Ferrari having enough of an absolute stinker. Um, McLaren to catch Aston Martin. What do we? What do we reckon, chat? Let's um, let's have a look. So we've got how many races we got left? We got we got this one. We've got. Oh, again, you were wrong. I was not late for the stream. Um, will Will McLaren... Oh, my goodness. Catch Aston. Yes or no? Um, so the gap right now is... Maths. 78 points. 78 points. Between McLaren and Aston Martin, we've got Suzuka, Qatar. Um, <laughs> what are the other races? <laughs> Vegas, Abu Dhabi, Brazil. That's it, isn't it? I, I, I forget. Seven to go. Kota, there we go. Kota. Sorry, sorry, Americans. I apologize. Mexico as well, of course. Gods. I just completely forgot North America existed. Um, there you go. Three sprint races as well. Good shout. Good shout, Waldo. Actually, good shout on that. Um, extra points up for grabs. So, there you go. Um, right, what are we saying? 72% of you are saying yes. Does it... I don't imagine we're going to see any more upgrades from Aston Martin. McLaren... Um, They've got the full upgrades on Oscar's car this weekend that they had on Lando's last weekend. Obviously, it's a very different track, Singapore and Suzuka, polar opposites in terms of track characteristics. I mean, everything that worked well for the house, for example, the slow 90-degree corners, it, 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 there's no 90 degrees here, really, is there, like, at all? Um, apart from the kind of, what, the final kind of, not Degna 1, kind of, not really, a little bit. Um, but that's the beauty of F1, you know, with different types of tracks challenge different teams and drivers in different ways. So there you go. There you go. Um, 
but yeah, other than that, I think McLaren potentially catching Aston Martin is, is the main story here. I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe a big upgrade from Alpha Tauri could mean they, you know, jump up. I could see Alpha Tauri catching Alpha Romeo and Haas. I could definitely see that happening if these upgrades do the do the business, which is a big if. Of course, it's a big if. Um, but we'll see. We shall see, everyone. Also, um, quick reminder, um, you're not going to see the intro because I showed up to um, to like the stream and interact with the stream in any way you see fit. Also, these arrived in the post today. Ooh, look at their stickers for a certain little project I've got cut. Oh no, it's, it's lost focus. Get back focus. There you go, Bosch. For a certain little uh, project that's uh, coming up. So keep your eyes peeled. Okay. I, I, I see you registering your interest at tomosracinggoods.com. Check the uh, check it out. Thank you, Ethan, for interacting. There we go. See, do, do what Ethan's doing. Interact in any way you see fit. Okay, Bosh. Right. So predictions. Again, we can cheat a little bit. We've had an FP1 and an FP2 um, to look at in order to give us some degree of understanding as to what's going on. I don't think there's been any major shocks, major surprises here, to be honest, from what we saw in FP1. I mean, we, you know, it, it seemed to be that, apart from confirmation that it wasn't the TD that's hit Red Bull and maxing that Red Bull was going to be unreal this weekend, um, there, there's not any big shocks and surprises we're seeing from... FP1, the Alpha Tauri's look pretty quick. Um, but, oh yeah, and the Gasly shunt was a bit of a weird one. But a lot of people getting caught out at Degna 1. You had Joe getting caught out. Sergeant got beached. You know, plenty of drivers uh, came a cropper there. So it's a it's a tricky corner. Um, given many, like, a, lot of these, a lot of these drivers haven't raced there for a long time. But that transitions quite nicely into my predictions for this weekend's 2023 Japanese Grand Prix. Because I've gone race win Max Verstappen, banger drive Liam Lawson, clanger drive Sergio Perez, banger team Alpha Tauri, and clanger team Mercedes. Now, let me explain myself. So, Max Verstappen win. Do I need to explain that? No, I don't. Banger drive Liam Lawson. He is the driver of all 20 on the grid for this race who has driven Suzuka most recently, which can't not help him. Okay. He's also driving Suzuka in the Super Formula season finale next month on the same weekend as the Mexican Grand Prix um, where he won't be, it'll be Ricardo back in that Alpha Tauri, almost certainly. Um, and Liam's doing bits anyway, given he's just jumped in. I think he's going to, I think points again for Lawson. Points again for Lawson. I'm feeling pretty, I wouldn't say confident, but I'm backing it. Clang and drive Checo. He's been over a second off Max in FP1 and 2. Max looks immediately at home on this track, in this car, and it looks like Checo is a way off. And this is anything but a street circuit. This couldn't be further from a street circuit if he tried. So I've not got a huge amount of hope for Checo this weekend. Um, I'd be surprised if he's on the podium. But look, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Banger team, again, Alpha Tauri. I think, you know, Yuki's look quick in FP1. Um, I think what let's have a look. FP sorry, F, FP one. Yuki was fifth and Liam was ninth. Um FP two. Um FP two not so good to be fair. Yuki 
P18, Liam P15. But look, I just feel like we're going to see a better reflection of these big AlphaTauri upgrades that they bought last weekend to Singapore this weekend. And vibes, you know, vibes, just vibes. Yuki's a Japanese driver, home race. Liam is competing in a Japanese open wheeler series this year, Super Formula. He knows the track. You know, you could run the tyre test a long time. Yeah, you're right. They were running the um, the updated Pirelli mediums, weren't they? They were equivalent to, I think, C2. C2. But most of the time, these predictions are mainly based on, on vibes and vibes alone, which is fine, you know? Vibes make the world go round. And Klanger team, I've gone with Mercedes. Mercedes seem very hot and cold at the moment. They're really struggling with the setup of Lewis's car, which is not great. They're going to have whoever's working in the simulator. It's not Mick Schumacher, is it? Because he's been going around Japan in that lovely old Beamer, um, getting some pretty, you know, Paul Walker-esque shots, actually. He looks he looks really like Paul Walker with his hair, like all blonde and up. Um, and in that old Mercedes, very, very nice shots. Um, yeah, who, who's going to be in the simulator? Would it be Vesti? Would it be Vesti? I'm not sure. Yeah, Mercedes one night, that's it. Um, but yeah, they, they've had many a time. They've had uh, and Davidson used to be in their sim or something. But yeah, Fre Freddie Vesti is going to be working overtime tonight in Brackley to uh, try and sort out Lewis's setup. Did I say Beamer? I, I, I meant the Mercedes. My bad. Uh, yeah. So we'll, look, we'll see again. FP1, we had, so Lewis was down in uh, 16th, George 13th, and then FP2, it was Lewis 14th and George 5th, so it's about from George. Again, George seems to be, there was an interesting quote from Lewis that I just saw, and he was very um, critical of his qualifying performances over the last couple of years. Basically, it's just saying he's not been good enough. Um, which, over a lap, I mean, you could... Do I think Lewis's... Do I think Lewis's one-lap pace is... Uh, the thing, he's such a, he is such a complete driver that it's very hard to pick a certain part. You know, you, I'd say, like, Senna's one-lap pace was his biggest attribute, you know, it... I mean, Lewis is, is so good at so many different things. But I don't know. I, I think that Lewis sets higher standards of himself. And I think, again, qualifying is what prevented him really from getting that chance to fight for the win, potentially for a win in Singapore. Again, who knows in the end. But I wouldn't agree that he's not motivated, Ricardo. I, wouldn't, I, I don't think he would have signed another two-year deal, right? Surely. I mean, he's won seven world titles. He's the most decorated Formula 1 driver of all time. Um, when you consider statistics anyway, Wikipedia, if you want to look at that website, which some people do and don't, which is quite funny. But uh, but yeah, that's it. Who's the GOAT in my opinion? I mean, there's not one GOAT. I, 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 I have like three. I have like three GOATs. I have, gen I have GOATs of their respective generations. I have the Jim Clark... Old time goat. Then I have the Alan Prost of that kind of section of time, and then in this more modern era, is it's Lewis for me. But um, I think Max is is certainly because Max Max isn't 
because Lewis is still about, maybe Max is like the next generation going. Who knows? We'll see. But it, no, it doesn't really matter, does it? End of the day. Who really cares? Uh, so those are my predictions anyway. Uh, I did put a poll out and I asked you lot for your predictions in... Um, yeah, no, Schumacher, I know, I know. Because uh, I, 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 I put Schumacher and like, like post-2000s, obviously, was when he was dominating, wasn't it? Um, I put him and Hamilton in like the same generation. So I, 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 would, I would pick Lewis in mine. But there you go. Um, and obviously a lot of people pick Senna over Prost, but I, I, I think Prost was the more complete Imo. But there you go. British bias. Strong British bias right there. Um, so your predictions. I put the call out and I got about 700 something of you to to vote. And Bosch, 781 of you to vote. Your predictions. 82% of you um, went for Max Verstappen as the race winner. 7% Norris. Max Max was like, oh, I think Lando in the McLaren might be favourite to win. Ha! Good one, Max. You're a funny guy. Um, 3% Ocon. Don't know why people were backing Esteban. I mean, I'm, I'm game for it. I love him. But odd. And then 2% Charles Leclerc. And then Banger Drive. Big spread. But 21% of you went Norris, 19% Piastri, 11% Yuki Tsunoda, 8% Max Verstappen. Um, Clanger Drive, Stroll. It's not the first time he's been up for a Clanger, is it? Um, it was. It used to be De Vries all the time. Now it's like Stroll all the time, now that De Vries got dropped. But there you go. Um, 25% Stroll, 16% Perez, 11% Sergeant, 10% Hamilton. Um, Banger Team, McLaren. You've gone 48% of you back in McLaren. Quite a lot of you back in McLaren for a very good weekend here, which could well be, could well be. Again, Oscar with the full upgrades as well. This is potentially a big point scoring haul for McLaren and they do definitely have a lot more momentum than Aston Martin at the moment. 18% Red Bull, 12 Ferrari, 6% Alpha Tauri. 6% of you are, are, realize, are seeing the dream, are realizing the dream. And Klanger team, 33% of you have gone for Haas. 16% Alfa Romeo, 15% Alpine, 14% Mercedes. So, yeah, Haas are going to be terrible this weekend. Uh, like Kevin Magnussen, I, I saw his little um, Thursday chat and he was just like, this track is like the worst for us on paper. And we've seen how bad it's been for Haas this year. So he was like, I hope we're surprised, but I don't think it's going to happen. They've got a big upgrade coming in Austin. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm very looking. I'm very excited to see what the house is going to look like in Austin. I am. I very much am. I'm calling McClanger. That's good. I like that. Let me tell you what. That's a that's a good slander name for McLaren. McClanger. I like that. It's good. Decent. Decent content. Um, quick side discussion: Is this Norris's best season? It's hard to uh, it's hard to measure, really, isn't it? It's, it's it's very difficult to measure, given how. Terrible that car started and how good it is now. You know, I don't think you could be doing much more, but there you go. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Right. Bosch. Lovely. Prediction's done. That's done. We're about half an hour. Um, news. News. Let's talk about Oscar Piastri, actually. Let's talk about Oscar Piastri, 
who has extended his McLaren deal. He already had a contract at McLaren for next season, for 2024, but now that's been extended by another two years. And I imagine this is one of them, we see this in kind of football quite a bit, where when you've got a really promising young driver, you know, they signed Oscar on a bit of a whim, on a bit of a hope, looking at his junior career, looking at what people have been saying about him. You know, they signed him with the hope that he would fulfil this talent that he'd showcased in junior formulas. But that was never a guarantee. I mean, you look at someone like, I don't know, Stoffel van Dorn won the GP2 title. I think it was GP2 when he won it. Came into McLaren, did well, but never kind of got a foothold. And he was against Alonso, so he had a lot up against him. But given he won the title, I think in his rookie year, you know, it never quite came to be. And with Oscar, it was always, yeah, that year off, that year still, you know, driving Alpines on the sidelines. Um, it was always going to be a bit of a, ooh, no, we'll, see, we'll see what goes on here. And I can't imagine he was getting paid an absolute bomb like Lando almost certainly is. Of course, Lando is, come on. Of course, Lando's earning big bucks. Oscar's come in, has done a fantastic job, has been really close to Lando, has shown that if they do lose Lando to a Red Bull, for example, which Helmut Marco obviously is circling around Lando like a shark to bait. And um, yeah, I, I think that, you know, extending Oscar's deal, I think giving him more money, I think giving him some security of that team, it's, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? It's a no-brainer. And... Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm very happy for him. It's worked out. There was a bit, a little bit of a little bit of online digital media banter between Oscar and Alpine because Oscar was like, "Oh, it's good to have like a non-stressful contract announcement this time." And Alpine replied with the Homer Simpson walking back into the bush meme. Quality, very good, very good. Well done, well done, well done. Thank you for uh, appealing to our need for nostalgia on the internet. It was quite funny, to be fair. Um, and yes, Jeremy, it is an early race. It is an early race. And I'll be up for it. But yeah, um, yeah, look, not much more to say, really. I mean, I'm not surprised. I, I'm not remotely surprised. And it, you know, it, it was always going to be something that McLaren would need to get on top of sooner rather than later, because you know full well if they'd have let that kind of conversation around Oscar carry on and not absolutely nail him down now while they've got a chance while they've got a good car as well because who knows right starting next season everyone could take a big step forward and McLaren might find themselves in a bit of a pick like you don't know so while you're doing well capitalise on that opportunity to get him locked into a decent contract and you know I mean Red Bull aren't able to pay Lando out of his contract and if Red Bull can't even do that they you know I think Zach Zach knows what he's doing you know what I mean Zach knows what he's doing Love him or love him, because I know he's not got a lot of friends in IndyCar, it seems, but um, but there you go. Thank you, Air Force One, for the one right now. Shout out to my sister, Lisa, in San Francisco. SF, I'm guessing SF is San Francisco. Go Mercedes. Um, shout out, Lisa. There you go, Bosch. Go Mercedes, Bosch, lovely. Minton as well, thank you for the two quid. Pizza Delivery is the best SpongeBob episode. I don't think I've ever watched it. I've seen clips of SpongeBob, but I've never actually watched an episode, so... Sorry, that's out of my uh, remit. And uh, But yeah, no. Good news for Oscar. Happy days. Right. Any other news? Has there been any other news knocking about? Um, because if there hasn't, I'm going to start compiling 
some nice imagery of some helmets. Which is not a sus thing to say on the internet at all. Um, to be fair, I think I've shared most of the images on my own Twitter, which is the correct way of pronouncing it. Oh, Lance has got a sick lid as well, actually, this weekend. Um, I saw some pictures of of it earlier. So, oh, yes. That, oh, that's, that's a beautiful thing. Right, cool. Um, let's take a look. Firstly, firstly, oh, yes, there we go. Yeah, I knew there was something else to talk about. FIA, FIA drama. So, you may remember in Singapore last weekend that a certain couple of drivers, namely Max Verstappen and Logan Sargent, were not given penalties for clear impeding in qualifying. Clear as day impeding, weren't given penalties, were only given reprimands because they were like, the team didn't tell them, so it's not the driver's fault, so you shouldn't get a penalty. Which is against precedent. And everyone kind of looked at that and was like, that doesn't seem right. That seems a bit weird. That is different. Which is part of the problem with having different stewards at every race, all right? Just, just use the same stewards for every race. Same stewards, please. So, um, what they've now done, and the teams weren't happy about it, and they talked about it earlier, is basically the FIA admitted that that was incorrect. And they should have been both been penalised with three place grid drops um, because regardless of whether it's the driver or team, you know, you don't have a, a driver. A driver without a car is as useless as a car without a driver. So, you know, whether it's the driver who didn't listen or the team who didn't tell him or the driver didn't look, like, the pe it's, a, it's a three second penalty. Like, it's a three place grid drop, sorry. Um, so, yeah, that was, that obviously, you know, as, as it, as it would inevitably and, and yeah, understandably to an extent, obviously then this was like, oh, you know, uh, was it the uh, human error, human error, Max Verstappen, human error, um, which obviously, you know, I mean, come on, like it wasn't just Max, it was Sergeant as well. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> anytime there is a, uh, a, a some kind of FI related issue and Max Verstappen is involved, there will inevitably be questions asked and, you know, look, I, I I say the same, right? You know when that there was the whole Yuki pulling over in Zanvoort last year, last not this year, last year, and Max kind of benefited because there's like there was no foul play there, but I understand that if you have one organization who literally own two teams and essentially have four teammates, like I don't like that. I don't want Red Bull to own two teams. I want them to own one team and I want someone else to own that team. So there are true 10 individual teams. Yes, teams will always have connections through engine supply deals and relationships and blah, blah, blah. Like, I think Mercedes, isn't it Mercedes person? Well, who's that fella who was on, he was on Beyond the Grids and he's, he's still Ocon's, I think Ocon is still managed by Mercedes or something. Oh, so something along those lines, whatever. There's always going to be conflicting interests, but that is like, so come on. Like when you own two teams, come on. That's like, that's too much for me, man. Like, like in 2006, whenever they bought, um, what was it they bought? Yeah, it was when they bought Minardi. Like, 
Uh, it's a different era, but but these days, do you really still need two teams? No. Hello, Rhett. Good to see you, mate. Welcome. Um, thank you, Ethan, by the way, for your first super chat. Oh, first ever. Well done, Ethan. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Controversial opinion. Ever since Massey was fired, the FIA has been much worse overall. Very inconsistent all over the place. Well, look, I mean, again, I think that I think that Massey was someone hired to do a job. He was not the head of the FIA. He was not MBS. He was not, you know, whoever. So I, I, I think, you know, I think lessons were, were learned from what happened and, and should always be learned from any sporting things that happen, um, regardless of whether it's Michael Massey or anyone else. Um, but I do think that I just, I'm just like the lack of consistency is just frustrating. Like, cause something like impeding in qualifying, if you impede in qualifying, clearly impede, you get a three place to drop. Like you shouldn't need the same set of stewards every race to, to understand that that is a rule to be applied for that, not to be like, oh yeah, but the team didn't tell them. Like, what? Like, it's not rocket science. I'm not being like, yes, plenty of incidents. There's plenty of incidents in Formula One that are very, very grey area, and they're very, very hard to to you know when someone's on the outside and there's contact versus when someone's on the outside and they go off on the grass and you know there's lots of different incidents that 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 have nuance that it's very difficult for one person like for for us all to agree right like this is where there's so many like i'll put a poll out and it will never be 100 to zero it there will always be some people who for whatever reason right whether it's through bias or whether it's through just a different perspective but something like that that you don't need like why, why would you need like multiple like you just it's it was weird at the time and it's weird that you know that was just allowed to fly I don't know it's weird but either or we will see oh look Matt Amos you've got the tick mate there you go first comment with the tick Matt Amos well done everyone give Matt Amos a congratulations round of applause to my boy Matt who um, has hit 100,000 subscribers now he has a tick big tick energy Matt love that um do i think what well, sorry do i think everyone create f1 will create their own sporting body yeah look, i mean again formula one belongs to the fia and the fia sell the commercial rights or, or rent out the commercial rights almost to liberty media and fom so it is their product at the end of the day it's almost like yeah like it's like, my understanding anyway, it's like the FIA is the landlords and Liberty Media is like the letting agent. No, it's like it's like the person, like, like, say you buy a gaff and you want to rent it out, but you don't want to manage it yourself and you get a management company to do it. Formula One and the management company and then the FIA are the landlord who actually owns the property. That was a really bad way of explaining it. But regardless, right, you know, I... Unless there was a break, I mean, that what year was it? There was a year back in the maybe nineties, like eighties, when the teams were seriously talking about forming like a breakaway series, um, not restricted, not under the FIA umbrella, because the FIA have kind of kind of capital, like they they they're at the top, aren't they? They kind of own everything in Europe, anyway, pretty much. Um, but anyway. 
I digress. Thank you, um, Bashuro, by the way, for the 5CHF. Do you think Norris could actually go to RB? And if yes, what do you think could be the earliest? 100% he could definitely go to Red Bull. 100%. It, like, Red Bull are... Um, Red Bull are in Formula 1 to market energy drinks. That is the primary aim. That is what the shareholders in Red Bull GmbH want. They want to sell energy drinks. And all of the marketing spend puts Red Bull front of mind... So that when you go Tesco and you see a Red Bull, you're like, yeah, I'll have one of them. And if you're into F1, you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll support a brand that's related to something I know and like, you know. that That's why they're here. So I think that having a name like Lando, who has such a big fan base and is such a talented Formula One driver as well, he is like the dream. He is the, the advertising dream, is Lando. So yeah, that's why, you know, helmets, because helmets, uh, well, helmets, it is a bit weird, isn't it? Because like helmet is Red Bull GmbH, but he is listed on company's house as a director of Red Bull Racing. But apparently you can be a director of a company. I mean, look, this just goes all over my head, to be honest. You can be a director of a company, but not an employee or something. I don't know. Whatever. That man is just just exhausting to talk about. Um, but there you go. Not much more to say on that. Lando could definitely go. Right, let's look at some helmets before we wrap this up. Um, that's just business spaghetti. Exactly that, Lucas. is a very good way of putting it. Business spaghetti. Right, cool. Uh, let's get screen share going. And let's have a look, first of all, at... You're not looking at my emails. Let's have a look at Bosch, this. So, here we go. Here we have, let me get the uh, the colours all looking nice and the crop all looking good. And a little shout out for my Twitter as well. And me saying, Jesus, because this is Fernando Alonso's helmet for this weekend. And my goodness, isn't that not a phenomenal thing? Look at that. Beautiful. There's a few more uh, images down here as well. Got some close-up shots. So you've got the kind of white base. It's kind of an authentic style Japanese. Um, in fact, actually, when I show you Lance's helmet, and you again, you look at the kind of the art style on this, on, on, on uh, Fernando's helmet, and then when you look at Lance's helmet, the art style in terms of the kind of scribbled lines is is like the same art style um and also lance's does have the big red um big red circle on the back but lance's is is fire as well really nice really lance's is, is a bit more dainty and delicate with the with the detailing um you know fernando's has the solid black i actually I, th I think I like Fernando's more, but there's not much in it. They're both very good. Both very good. Very good. Very well done, everyone involved. Um, then we have Esteban's. Now, this one kind of messes with me a bit because it looks pink, but I think it's white, isn't it? This is actually a white helmet, but because of these images, it looks pink. Or, or am I mistaken? Is it actually pink? Because I can't remember what Ocon's head looked like in FP1 and 2, <laughs> to be honest. But 
when I first saw this, especially with the BWT, this just made me think of like the 2017 racing point. Um, I mean, to be honest, I don't... Yeah, it's because... Yeah, see, I thought that as well. It definitely looks pink to me. Maybe I'm just so overexposed to pink. I don't really like all this like text on the side. That's a bit... Eh. But the, the base design is, is cool. And if it was pink, a light pink is a throwback to BWC. Um, but may, maybe it's the, uh, I don't know, it, look, it looks pink to me. It looks like a very light pink to me. We'll see. Um, cool. So that's that one. I'm just, I'm just, oh, there's, there's Minton sleeping. Oh, oh here's the images of uh, Fernando and uh, Seb being really close at the end. Um, look at that. Oh, phenomenal. Um, right, where's Lewis's helmet? It is here. There we go. Here we go. Lewis Hamilton's helmet. Look at this. Look at this absolute corker. Ooh. Blimey. Now, obviously, with the uh, with the illuminated band through the middle, obviously, the helmet, the actual helmet didn't have that. In fact, let me try and get an image from my image source, the website that I use for all my images, um, to see. Oh, Lewis wasn't running it. So is Lewis going to run this helmet in the race? Because Lewis was not running this helmet in practice because there's images here of him with the, his bright neon yellow helmet. I still, I still wish Lewis went back to more purple on his helmet. To be honest, I think that was more distinctive. Yeah, he's not worn it yet. Um, but this looks sick. It, it, I mean, it is fundamentally just a, a chrome helmet. Um, but yeah, maybe sponsor issues with the helmet. It's, it's true. That is often the thing that will get in the way. Um, bloody sponsors paying for this sport. How dare they? <laughs> but yeah. It does look pretty cool. And the launch was pretty cool with the t-shirts and all that as well. So Lewis knows what he's doing. Lewis knows what he is doing, doesn't he? Um, but yeah, there we go. That's uh, that's kind of it, really. I think we're done. Thank you all for coming. Thank you all for taking the time. Thank you all for listening, uh, wherever you are in the world. Uh, audio only. Apple Podcast, Spotify, if you want to just listen. Uh, YouTube, everyone who's here live, maybe didn't catch the one of these before. Thank you, Dan Mass, as well. Almost missed your super chat. Thank you for the 499. Based on the update we received, do you think Andretti can actually make it into F1? And do you think that could convince other IndyCars to join? IndyCar teams to join. Well, look, I think we're going to get up to 12 teams eventually, I think. Um, I hope Andretti's one of them because they have kind of, you know, they've they've led the way almost. And I think they deserve a shot. But do I think that will actually happen? I do, eventually. Um, I think Fisher's still needs more time. There's delays in that Fisher's build um, in terms of the new Andretti factory, which is a bit concerning. But other IndyCar teams to join, I don't think we'll get any others. I mean, I think Haas and Andretti having two, you know, quite prominent US-based kind of independent teams as well, not the manufacturers. You know, obviously with Cadillac, that helps, but... You know, that 12, that 12 from final slot would be, once we get 11, I think there will be a push for 12. And I think that will be the slot because 
there won't be more than 12. So Minton's a kip, so I won't I won't pull him up. But um thank you all for watching. Thank you all for supporting what I do. And thank you for being patient with me uploading on a Friday and coming soon. Keep an eye out. Um, Tomo's Racing Goods, if you want to sign up for interest for my first proper, proper product launch. Right. Thank you, everyone. Take care of yourselves. Be well, be safe, be happy wherever you are in the world. I am, am done. I'm out of here. I'm finished. I've just got to find... There we go. End stream. Bosh. Oh, actually, is there another super chat? No, I think we're good. Later, everyone. Goodbye.